and welcome to another episode of Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. This is your host, Al Simon, with Sandler Training by Simon Inc. And on this show, Simon Says Let's Talk Business, we talk with high-performing business professionals to sharpen our skills, learn new ideas and concepts, share best practices, and get to know really smart people. So listen carefully, take some notes, and look for their contact information at the end so that you can engage with them. As always, we'll conclude the show with a sales tip from moi in our Ask Al segment. And I'm pumped because today our guest is the premier business person in Gwinnett County, one of the uh, most influential business persons in all of Georgia, maybe the southeast probably. I mean, I haven't seen any of those lists, but I have seen Georgia. You're on it. And so Nick Messino is our guest, the president and CEO of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, one of the premier <laughs> chambers in the world. Nick, welcome. Uh, thank you, Al. It's great to be here. What, that was, first of all, an incredible introduction. And I'd like to apologize to the listeners because you did state that you usually have some very smart uh, people, <laughs> and, I, and apparently those people weren't available. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to... Thanks, folks. I'll be here all week. Oh, my goodness. And, and not to mention the fact that the host isn't very smart either. So I don't know what we're going to accomplish today, but we'll see where it goes. Nick, I've been a member of your chamber since we started our business in 2001. It, is, it was good then. It's better now. And I know it's, 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 it is truly worldwide acclaimed. And uh, so take us through how you got to where you are, President and CEO, and what you see in the chamber today. We'll talk about the future in a minute, but what do you see in the chamber today? Sure, sure. Well, I, I, I want to speak first. I'll just say the Gwinnett Chamber, we're in our 74th year. It's an incredible organization. And when they had the, the hindsight back, I, I would, it would be, I would assume, in the early 90s to build that building at 6500 Sugarloaf Parkway on the now called the Gas South District Campus, that was incredible, and, and that it was already a great chamber, but what propelled us as the largest suburban chamber in the United States is both the leaders that had the foresight to do that, but then also just everything that they did. That is now the largest chamber building in North America. Wow. Pri private club on top, uh, fantastic, one of the top 10 restaurants mm. in Metro Atlanta, uh, Frankie's Steakhouse. You've got the Convention and Visitors Bureau. You have United Way. You have Partnership Gwinnett, the economic development arm of the chamber and the county. All there, it is it is the place of business. And so it really is incredible. And I, and I was absolutely blessed uh, that in the, the spring of 19, uh, after working there for 12 and a half years, of which I loved every minute of that in economic development, they gave me the opportunity to be the president and CEO, and I, I couldn't be prouder. Uh, so I, it's, I, I love to tell you about how I got there. I just, I, I have to pay homage to the history and the, the incredible uh, leaders that, that built that building and had the vision. Yes, yeah, so, but there's two other components here, and, uh, and, and two components for which you are particularly suited for. One is which is your, you know, your mantra here on your website says, at the Gwinnett Chamber, we champion business. And we it sure do. really is. I know you do a lot of nonprofit stuff and economic development. I mean, and, and I mean a lot of things and for the community, education, uh, and, and, and all of the uh, infrastructure and, and, and police and, and fire and all that. But bottom line is, it's business. And this show is about business, and y'all do a great job with business. The second component being... You've got great people mm -hmm. on staff there. 
Yeah, we sure do. Uh, I, I, I will, I'll go back to the first question and hybrid in your comments right there. Uh, I am all about business. Uh, and I do agree you need all the components of a community for it to work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my father was an Anheuser-Busch executive. He started when I was six months old. He was successful, and back in the 70s and 80s, you had to move to get promoted. And I lived in seven states by seventh grade, Wow, two of them twice. Um, <laughs> and I, I was born in the Northeast, raised uh, there, the Southeast, and the Midwest. And I lived, uh, I'll just because it's fun, uh, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, Birmingham, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Monmouth County, New Jersey, basically a suburb of Newark. Uh, and then I moved, when, when Coors went national in 1984, my dad was hired from Anheuser-Busch uh, to lead Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. And he led those states. And he was, his entire career, uh, he, he retired in 2008, was in sales and marketing. And my dad, I was, I'm, I'm one of uh, four boys, and I was the youngest. And I, I could talk to people. I could talk to adults when I was a kid, I, apparently, because my dad would take me everywhere. And so I thought, this guy's got the coolest job in the world. I did. I went to the, the U.S. Open when I was in fourth grade uh, in New York yeah. City. And that's just, like, it wasn't a big deal to me because my dad was always doing something. And when he would, he would take one of us, and he seemed to be the one, I, I, I was the one he took the most. And so I knew from a young man, I wanted to be in business. I didn't probably fully understand what I was talking about. And when I went off to college, I, I, I signed up for the School of Business at The Ohio State University, uh, go Buckeyes. And <laughs> uh, I struggled in economics and accounting. And, and I went really? to my counselor and I said, I think these concepts are just not working for me. And they said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to sell something. And they said, what do you want to sell? And I said, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to sell the hell out of it. <laughs> and uh, they said, we're going to get, we think you should go to the School of Communications. And I did. My degree is international, I'm sorry, interpersonal organizational communications. I graduated in 1994 and moved to Atlanta. Uh, uh, it was six weeks later and ended up in the temporary staffing industry. Mm. And, and I, if you're good at sales, you get promoted. And so I ended up in leadership and found out I had a knack for it. I had a knack for developing and hiring talented people. Yes, you did. And, and if you pour into your people, they're gonna do an incredible job. And I'm very proud of the, of the team. And so I, that was a real quick, like, there's my life. I was always gonna be in business. I didn't have a desire to do anything else. I didn't know what it meant per se, but I haven't screwed it up. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, then I, and I do I probably should digress for a second and mention. And in the year 1999, I ran for the mayor of the city of Swanee. I was 28 years old. I was elected. Uh, I actually turned 29 before I took office. And I served for eight years in the city of Swanee. And uh, that was a part-time job. I was leading a national division of a temporary staffing company uh, and had offices in three different time zones and was traveling mayor of Swanee and uh, ended up having uh, three kids while I was in those eight years when I was mayor of Swanee. I did not know that about you. Yeah, yeah so busy. Mm -hmm. I was busy for a long time. And when the chamber had an opportunity uh, to, to start getting very serious about economic development, uh, proactive economic development, uh, Jim Moran, uh, a long time, I think, nine-year chamber president, uh, he was in a guru of business, international business, uh, Motorola executive for 31 years, lived in Singapore, traveled the world. Uh, I really want to go work for him, not the Gwinnett Chamber, because I thought, man, this is who I want to be. I mean, I looked up to him so much. He taught me so much about international business. And I think, as you know, Jim passed away about six to eight weeks ago. Yes. And uh, he's a great man. And, and I'm just happy that he's not suffering anymore. Uh, but, but wonderful guy. I came to work for him and everything I hoped uh, happened is he taught me 
how and what international business was all about. And, and I feel like I've been very good at it because I had an incredible tutor. Yeah. And you really raised up Partnership Gwinnett, right? That was just the economic I, development arm. I, I was hired to uh, take this vision, uh, a 120-page document, raise the funds, and implement the, the, the initiative. And I did that. And, I, and I'm really proud to have done it for almost 13 years. And I started as vice president of economic development um, and left as the chief economic development officer when they gave me the opportunity to do what I'm doing now. Excellent. Excellent. And those of you, the listeners who, who don't know, you know, back to the really concept of business and why the Gwinnett Chamber is so good at business. I think it has a lot to do with the programs, the educational programs, the, uh, the networking. Oh, the networking is awesome. And, and, the, and just the, the tools and the ways that you equip businesses, whether they're startups or SMB or enterprise-wide. Right? Can you t- so tell us more about that, if you would. Yeah, and y- you said it earlier. Mm-hmm. We champion business. We had a wonderful, beautiful 25-word uh, mission statement that I could tell you about 10 words that were in it. <laughs> and uh, the, the senior leadership team and I got together about a year and a half ago, and we sat down and went through the process. What are we about? And really, at the end of the day, and we're not saying we champion, we're, we're not champions of business. We're championing the business of our members, of our community, and it is the overarching, overlining, whatever we do, does this help our members champion business? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is maybe not, we're not doing it. And so we we are hyper-focused on business and business growth in our community, which is clearly a job creator. There's nothing better to do for someone is to make sure that they're gainfully employed. So we feel like there's there's a real community service to that. Yes. and so we, in fact, as you already mentioned, all of our programs, all of our learning opportunities, for small and medium-sized businesses, they don't have training departments. That's why we have great programs so folks can learn. Because it doesn't matter your age, you and I are on the, the, the latter half of our careers. Really? Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> okay. I, I know I am. I, I don't want to speak for you. I don't think it's half. I think it's more like latter <laughs> third. I, I, I do, it's still half. That's yeah. still in the, the, oh, the latter okay, half. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I was being kind to both of us. Thank you. But my point is um, – we should always be sharpening this all. And so we have training uh, programs, we have learning opportunities for the CEO of the medium and small size business to the folks that are just out of college. We have the Gwinnett Young Professionals. I mean, we, we, it is designed that you, there's for lifelong learning at the Gwinnett Chamber. And it's not just Gwinnett-based businesses. Seriously, now, we, now my company, we are in Gwinnett, but we're right on the edge of, of DeKalb, Fulton, Gwinnett, there in Petrie Corners. Our clients are all over Metro Atlanta, really all over Georgia. But the, the, the things that, that the Gwinnett Chamber brings to us help us with all of that and more. And, and, and you yourself are just a, one of the best connectors I know. You connect people. You don't care where they're, lo- where they're located. You're connecting people to raise the boat of business, which is awesome. And what all of your programs and people do, truly deserving of the accolades the Gwinnett Chamber has received. Thank you so much. And yes, Gwinnett County has borders that were designated by the state, but the Gwinnett Chamber, we don't have any borders. Mm. We, I think about 25% of our members are actually outside of Gwinnett. Uh, clearly, we're home-based in Gwinnett. Uh, we love Gwinnett. It's in our name. It'll always be. We will always yes. be the Gwinnett Chamber. Um, but uh, we want to serve the greater market. And, and we are, you know, we're in the position, again, because a lot of great people um, with great foresight, we are the largest suburban chamber in the United States. 
and it's not by accident. It's because we're open to everything. We're open to other people, other partners. If you if you happen to have made the mistake to put your business in Fulton County, that's okay. We'll still work with you. <laughs> you can overcome that handicap. We're, we're going to yeah. look past you know, that you're yeah. in DeKalb or Forsyth. I'm just kidding. We love everyone right. <laughs> equally. Right. We love Gwinnett people just a little bit more. It's, it's great. It, I mean, the business people in Gwinnett and surrounding counties and really North Georgia uh, the Gwinnett Chamber is really the hub of all that, and and the connections that we've gained in our company uh, from that, and the lessons we've learned from the programs, and just the people that the Gwinnett Chamber have have really uh, contributed greatly to our success. And I know most of the companies I come in contact with through the Gwinnett Chamber will say the same thing. It's it's true. Thank I mean, you, it's sir. just it's just a, it's an amazing resource, and for our listeners who are not. Uh, uh, plugged into the Gwinnett Chamber, I, I, I strongly suggest you get going there and see what they've got for you. Let's talk a minute, Nick, about um, about other than business, but just you know, the whole political landscape and lobbying, mm-hmm. and 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 the resources you bring to bear there. Sure, absolutely. So uh, we're we're really proud of our stance that also champions business. Um, we walk a balance beam. We do not get involved. Uh, with the political party, um, and, and that for obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, and when there's an election cycle, and we'll, we're, we always we're always have there's always some election coming. We will hear from both candidates. We'll give them a platform to speak to the business community. Um, and, and we learned a lot through our ability to do Zoom uh, events mm-hmm. last year. We we did Zoom uh, moderated. Uh, uh, town hall meetings with candidates. We don't do a debate. We'll we'll ask the, se- the the same questions. They get them in advance, and we'll give them the opportunity to communicate. And we're proud that we did that, and we had a tremendous amount of success in doing that, and reached way more people than we used to just do in person. Uh, in person, we would get 50 people to come listen to some candidates. We were getting the 50 people virtually. So I mean, in person, but then we were getting 250 people on uh, Zoom live. And then it lives on forever on our YouTube channel, the Gwinnett Chamber YouTube channel. And some of them had thousands of listens. We were never getting that. So that we're really happy with that. We do come up with a public policy statement every year. You would not be surprised, but guess what? It champions business. Uh, and it's all what what obstacles can be removed so our businesses can, be, can grow, be promoted, and be successful. Uh, we're never going to promote something that would then hurt Gwinnett or the environment. So we, we yeah. walk that balance beam as well. That's an easy one to walk because we want to do things that are in the best interest of Gwinnett's future. Um, and so we're really proud. We have Paul O is our public policy manager. Uh, Paul joined us a year ago in February, and he started. And four weeks later, we were dealing with COVID. Uh, but Paul's been an incredible addition. He worked for a U.S. Congressman's office uh, for six years, so he's very experienced, and he has been a tremendous asset. Uh, Dean Collins is my chair mm. of our public policy council, very active council. Uh, that is open if a member of our chamber is interested. They can get engaged in that. They have uh, monthly meetings. They're usually all on Zoom to accommodate people's schedules. Um, and they are they are our policy board. And anytime we have a policy change in our public policy statement, it goes to them. They uh, dialogue about it, discuss the issues, and then they present their findings to the board. And then we vote annually on our public policy. And that is a federal policy, uh, public policy statement and uh, uh, state and local. Okay. Okay. And, and, and I will share with you, I was lobbying uh, two U.S. senators yesterday and a U.S. congressperson yesterday 
on fully funding the State Department. And you would say, why would the Gwinnett Chamber care? The reason why is $2 billion in exports, products and services leave Gwinnett to go outside of the United States every year. And also we have 600 international businesses based in Gwinnett uh, that employ tens of thousands of Gwinnettians and other people around yes. the region. And we wanna make sure our State Department is building strong relationships with governments around the world so we can continue to sell our products and services that are that are to, in countries that are friendly with the United States. And so that's why I was lobbying to fully fund the State Department budget. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I'm quite certain in 2001 when I joined as, as a new entrepreneur that those numbers weren't nearly that high. Well, Gwinnett has been the economic engine of the state of Georgia. We're 10% at a minimum of everything um, in regards to our size. There's 159 counties, but there is no doubt we are, if not number one, we're number two in almost every category. So, yes, we're, we've grown dramatically, uh, and that has in part to do with, obviously, uh, all of the great services that the, the governments have, our great school system, the great quality of light, and all of our uh, and all of our businesses. Business, the chamber yeah. will just take a small small credit for that. Uh, I would actually say a lot of it has to do to your sales training, to all the right. sales training that you, I'll let you give share that. <laughs> the Gwinnett uh, sales forces around mm -hmm. the region that you train, and they're so good they're selling those products and services domestically internationally. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I would. I'll take that credit. Because I get blamed a lot, too, so I might as well take credit. So right. that's good, too. Yeah, thank well, you. Well, okay, on a serious note, I was being yeah. a little uh, – I mean, I'm yeah. sure all that's true. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I was being a little silly. Uh, but our success, you have been training the Gwinnett Chamber, both the sales director and the sales leaders uh, that work for her, for how many years? I think 14 well, it's been as yes, it, yeah. it is. It's probably because I'm in my 14th year. Or I'm yeah. sorry, I'm in my 15th year, 14 and a half years, and you've been there ever since. And I didn't know when you started because yeah. you were there before I got there. Mm -hmm. And they do a fantastic job. They are better from your teachings. And I know this was not about you, but I just I do want to give you that compliment. And I've done that publicly before. And and I, I like to have a little fun, but I'm very serious when I say that. Is you've done a great job. Appreciate that. Thank you. Actually. When you have fun with that, it does actually help because people laugh and they remember and it's good. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, Nick. It's good. It's good for us. Thank you for that. All right. So I'm sure that many, many of our listeners uh, would like to get involved in the Gwinnett Chamber. Some of our listeners probably already are but didn't know the breadth and depth and probably should re-engage in some way. What's the best way to plug in? Who should they call? What, what website? What, what should they do? Sure. Um, if you are currently a member and, and want to make sure that you're fully taking advantage of your membership, um, there is there is an action item on your end, which is you were invited to sit down with your membership representative, that person that uh, signed you up or that was assigned to you when you walked in the door or did an inquiry online. Um, contact them back and schedule a meeting to, to, to do an engagement plan. Excellent. And it doesn't matter if you're a general member or you're the highest level uh, you, you could be the chamber of the chamber board and, and schedule a engagement plan meeting and, right. and, and just need to do that. And they're, they're not going to sell you anything. They're going to ask open-ended questions because of great sales training. And they're going to say, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals? And then they're going to make recommendations on things for you to attend that match what you just communicated to them. Uh, so it's a dialogue and they're just going to put a, a plan together for you. Okay. And if uh, they don't remember who that person was? Sure. They can, well, you can email the, the chamber's general information. I would suggest just calling 
uh, and ask to speak with a membership rep, that membership rep will look in the database and get you connected with the right person. Okay. That could be the right person. The second thing is a new person, and they said, oh my gosh, Gwinnett Chamber, how exciting, how have I missed out on this? You can just go to GwinnettChamber.org. Uh, there's an info button. You could sign up online. You'll get a sign, and a membership rep will call you and email you and schedule that engagement plan. So you you could you could show up tomorrow. You could show up today uh, at at four fifty nine, and we'll, we'll take care of you. Excellent. Uh, or at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. So that's GwinnettChamber.org would be the best place to go. Right. Okay. And then the phone number that they could call if they wanted to call. The phone number, that is a great question. That would be 770 232 3000. 770 232 3000. 3000. Or Great, Nick. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, awesome organization that you chair, and your leadership's been great. Uh, just bringing it up to even more higher levels. And you're, you were sharing with us before we went on air about other plans you have. It's incredible stuff. And uh, looking forward to many more years of success with the Gwinnett Chamber champion our business. That would Thanks, be Al. It's a pleasure. And once again, this is Al Simon with Sander Training by Simon Inc. The show is Simon Says, Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. And our guest today, very special guest, has been Nick Messino, the president and CEO of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. And now it's time for our Ask Al segment where we talk about sales and we take questions from our listeners. If you are a listener that has a sales question you'd like me to answer on the air, send that question to al.simon at sandler, S-A-N-D-L-E-R.com. Al.simon at sandler.com. Send me your, your question and I'll answer it. And so today's question sent in by a listener says, what's the biggest mistake salespeople regularly make? Regularly make. <laughs> biggest mistake. And you just alluded to it, Nick. You just said it, uh, uh, really, because you talked about if 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 your team gets a gets an inquiry, they ask questions. Most salespeople don't, right? They do what we call spilling the candy in the lobby. That's the biggest mis- mistake people make. They spill their candy in the lobby, also known as PPS, premature presentation syndrome. In other words, they hear what was traditionally uh, called a buying signal, right? Like, we've heard great things about the Gwinnett Chamber. We've heard great things about your company. We've heard great things about your products and services or whatever, they, and they take that as a buying signal and they pounce. They pounce with features and benefits, followed closely by some kind of a quote or proposal or presentation, and the prospect says, thank you very much, I was looking for all that information, and then the ghosting starts. Crickets. Now, that is not the prospect's fault. Look at that. That is so cool. That is not the prospect's fault. That is not the prospect's fault. That is the salesperson's fault. Right? Premature presentation syndrome. So what should you do differently? Do what Nick's team does. Ask questions. Understand the issues. The objectives of the prospect, the roadblocks in their way, what they've tried in the past and did that work or did it not work. Uh, and, and, and then, you know, is there a budget? Is this project funded, fundable or funded? Is, the, is there a, a, a budget for uh, ongoing um, investment in it? And what's the decision-making process? Who all gets involved? What are the steps they take? You know, what's the timing involved? You have so much what we call discovery to do. And that's where the real selling is. 
And most salespeople don't get that. They think that it's all in the way they present their proposal and how great their stuff is. But no, it's about understanding the prospect and then taking your expertise from your industry and your products and services to bear on that. So you end up with square peg in a square hole and a very, very happy new customer. And that's what sales really is. That's what sales is about. So quit spilling your candy in the lobby. That is a huge mistake. And that's today's Ask Al segment, sales tip of the day. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being with us today. And uh, as always, folks, good selling.